what's on my mind this morning is this heat. Oh my goodness, it is insanely hot. Like, I'm from a hot country, right? We're just talking about Belize. Mm-hmm. I am from a country, well, my hometown in particular is one of the hottest parts of the country, Belmopan, which is oh, in yeah? the center of the country. So I'm used to heat. And in Fahrenheit terms, <laughs> upper <laughs> 90s, uh, um, hundreds, 102, 103, yeah. up to 105. Uh, I grew up in that kind of heat. It's hot. But the good thing is, it gets cool at night. Okay. So you still, you're not. Oh, you there. have extreme temperatures like those. Um, it's not extreme at night, but it's cool at night. It's not uncomfortably hot like it has been in Kingston lately at night, where you're just tossing and turning, sweating in your bed, can't mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. And it has just been so uncomfortable lately. And I've been there just, you know, eyeing the AC, like, should I turn it on? Should I turn it on? And then I've just made up my mind that. JPS is just going to take all my money for the next few months. So look at my nails then. Is my nails chip up? <laughs> Priority. Priorities. Light bills. I, I can't afford to do them right now. I need the money for the light bills. So we know. Priorities, man. No oxtail this month either. <laughs> just going to give JPS everything because, it, listen, it's a necessity in these extreme temperatures. And just, I, I don't know. A couple of years ago, my family made the decision that we're just going to take the plunge and, and invest in the AC. Let me tell you, best decision ever because I don't know how we would survive in this heat. And I don't know how people who don't have it right now are coping, what mechanisms, how, how creative you're getting to try to survive in this heat. And, and like I was telling you earlier, I had already decided that I wanted to talk about it this morning mm-hmm. when I heard the lead story in our news at five last evening with the local authorities describing the heat as frightening. And, you know, that definitely caught my attention. If you say something is frightening and the temperatures are frightening, that was the climate service specialist at the Met Service, Glenroy Brown. That's the term he used. And he said that despite last year being the fourth hottest year on record, temperatures are projected to exceed those this year. So this year is going to be even hotter. The temperatures, he said, are rising, and it's likely that we've not seen the worst of them yet. He says the heat is on. Some temperatures in some areas are 0.5 to, in some cases, to 3 degrees higher than what it was last year. And it's a bit frightening because June, June is not normally the hottest month in Jamaica. It's generally about July and August. So we have more hot days to come. Ouch. So if June not even the hottest month, imagine what it's going to feel like in July and August. He said that since the start of May, the Met Office has been predicting higher than normal temperatures. And data from the Met Service show that between June 18 and 22, that's last week, there was a significant increase in temperatures across the island. One of the most frightening ones are the temperatures that are coming out of Kingston. And so these temperatures are not just... um, climate change-related temperatures, they're actually combined with other environmental conditions, such as the Saharan dust, such as the dominant high-pressure system. That was a significant feature um, throughout last week. But it's really surprising at the level after which those temperatures had escalated in just one week because of the influx, which we consider to be from the Saharan dust and the the dominant high-pressure system, which is environmental condition. 
So a lot going on all across the world, not just Jamaica. So the BBC reporting about extreme temperatures in Europe as well. I, I know a Sunday when we went to Edward Siaga's funeral, we were talking about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was insanely hot. It felt like we were roasting outside in that sun. Unfortunately, mm. we had a tent that we were sitting under and, and that provided some respite from the heat. But over the weekend as well, I saw a tweet from Yolande Giles Levy. She tweeted an article by the Mona Geoinformatics Unit. It's, the article is undated, but it's titled Kingston's Race to Climate Departure. And that also caught my attention. So I'm going to read it. It's only two paragraphs long. It goes, the term climate departure marks the point at which the Earth's climate begins to enter into a new state, one where heat records are routinely shattered and what once was considered extreme will become the norm. A city hits climate departure when the average temperature of its coolest year from then on is projected to be warmer than the average temperature of its hottest year between 1960 and 2005. The world's current climate departure cycle is induced by increasing temperatures from global warming. This has caused ice sheets to melt, which have resulted in, among other anomalies, sea level rise and furthermore threatening popular coastlines such as the Kingston Harbor. The rising sea level along the harbor will eventually lead to the destruction of the various industries, including the international air and shipping ports, if steps are not taken to rectify the arising issues. A Caribbean Sustainability Network stated that Kingston, Jamaica, is on track to be the second city in the world to reach its climate departure by 2023. That's Mm. only four years away. And this is one race Kingston does not want to win. By the way, the first uh, city to reach that climate departure is expected to be the town of Manokwari in Indonesia, which is on track to to reach it by next year. Mm. And it continues to say, the map below shows, and well, it goes on to show you um, where the other cities are and who else is affected. Now, I heard Dr. Michael Taylor on Nationwide at Five last evening as well, and in our news this morning, saying that we need to treat this heat as an emergency, just like we would treat a hurricane. And Cliff made the point that indeed, we don't have a plan for extreme heat, not the way we have an earthquake plan and a hurricane plan. Mm -hmm. And a drought plan, what do you do when it gets this hot and hotter as it's predicted to get? In our international news segment this morning, we reported about the heat wave also hitting Europe. And the story said that in France, officials in Paris have set up cool rooms in municipal buildings. They've also opened pools for late night swimming and they've installed extra drinking fountains as temperatures in the capital reached 34 degrees Celsius yesterday. Mm -hmm. Those are all excellent ideas. Those are ways that the the state can help people cope with the heat. We need to alert and alarm people as well so that when we say this heat is not normal, (laughs) we understand that it really isn't normal. It's not just something that Jamaican people say. It's not an exaggeration. It's real. And listen, people can die from heat stroke and exhaustion and dehydration. Uh, yesterday, I took Nerissa to the park. She's mm-hmm. now a year 
and almost five months, and she's saying a bunch of words. Her newest word is water. Mm-hmm. But she starts, she can't really pronounce the W, so she says bata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and about 15 minutes in, and this was after six, so it wasn't that hot anymore. She started crying for bata, bata. Mm. So we have to ensure that our babies and our pets are hydrated because they can't speak for themselves. I wouldn't have known that that's why she was crying if she hadn't recently learned to say that mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Also, the elderly, anyone who's not mobile and can't get up and get water for themselves, we need to check on them frequently. You hear, you tend to hear in the United States with heat waves and people dying, it's the elderly mm-hmm. who are most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay out of the sun seems like a no-brainer, but people were out there in the, uh, at the funeral for hours in the blazing hot sun. Some in, thought for the athletes. Some in suits. Spare thought for the athletes at the National Stadium. The athletes, I was thinking of construction workers, farm workers, anyone who's toiling in the sun. Their employers need to ensure that drinking water is readily available and that they have scheduled break times as well. Because Dr. Taylor is right. This is an emergency and we need to treat it as such because this heat, yeah, not normal. That's what's on my mind.